We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Happy Victory Monday. The Anora Boys are in the building. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Hey. Anybody else in the ACC want some? Let them know. LL question of the day. Let them know. Does anyone else in the ACC want some? We are pleased to be on CFB Nation, which is brought to you by Twisted T. Home of the misguided passion. Hit the thumbs up for us on YouTube and subscribe. Then Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. Home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. 
Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. So we'll spend the first half of the show kind of giving a post-game show. Then we'll go into what Marcus Freeman said today at his press conference. He should be finishing up shortly. And then we're going to take your questions, your questions about the weekend, recruiting, or whatever you might have. But before we get into North Carolina State and that whooping they took, that's tough when you walk into somebody's home and whip them. Absolutely. The bag must be cursed this offseason, love. <laughs> the NFL bag must be cursed because every quarterback that got the bag, they struggled yesterday, boy. It was like, I knew that Daniel Jones bag. I knew what that was, though. Oh, they got to do it every five, six years. Just give the give the unworthy bag. You know, I mean, you know. I like that, the unworthy bag. Yeah, the bag where it's like, you know, we got to do that as a write-off for the league in general, for in good faith to the to the keep the eye, keep the keep the hope alive that maybe one day they'll make that unworthy bag investment turn into a lifelong Peyton Manning or something. I don't know. So let's see. Joe Burrow struggled. Daniel Jones struggled. Derek Cardin struggled, I guess. They won. Uh, he played all right. He played all right. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts struggled. He got the bag. Yeah, it was a tough day for that. That's what Herbert played good. They just played Miami. Miami played good better. Oh, you whoa. Left game flowers to Justin Herbert on Lucky Lefty Podcast. Oh man. Oh man. I only talk about Josh Allen. Man, John, you throwing you throwing daggers towards Justin Herbert as well. I've never said I just all I said was that people are giving him these accolades like he's up and coming when he hasn't won anything either. I never said he wasn't talented. Uh, that sucker can toss it around, you know. So. Uh, <clears throat> let, let me explain. Because I'll bring it home for a second. But first of all, not going over the top, but I thought I thought Jordan Love played okay in his first game. Actually, outplay Aaron Rodgers first game, the first game. But all these Chicago Bears fans that are like upset. What are you, what are you upset about? <laughs> Did you think the Bears were going to the playoffs or something? No, wait a minute. Did you think the Bears were about to win the division? Yeah, you thought so. Right, you first thought of all, so. you first of all, you're yeah. lying on this podcast. <laughs> just last week, what I said, real bear. Just last week, I just said, real Bears fans know what this season is about, and it's not about winning. I just said that last week on the podcast. That's a cop out. And you laugh. That's a cop out. And I, we are who's going to win a division, bait. I said it wouldn't be Minnesota. That's what I said. And I threw flowers at Jordan Love's feet. I did it all summer. Don't try that. I know the words that come out of I know walking what back. Walking it back. Walking what back? Please find why I said the Bears are going to the playoffs. No, I said the division. You said I said the Bears are if they go if they win the division. I said they wouldn't finish last in the division. That's a, that's the whole thing. Okay, 
They won't finish last in the division. <laughs> Did you see the Vikings yesterday? Did you see you guys yesterday? I did. I did. They lost to the Packers. Kirk Cousins lost to Baker Mayfield, fam, at home. Like I said, Kirk Cousins every other year stinks. He stinks. <laughs> you go with history. Speaking oh, of history, so it's history. It's a history, speaking of history, today is 9-11. And, you know, we know that historically what that means in this country. And if there's anyone watching that lost a loved one that happened to be in New York in the towers or a first responder um, or on those airlines, um, our hearts and prayers continue to be with you uh, as you continue to deal with that, that loss. All right. But bro, come on, man. You can't lose a break of Mayfield. Sorry. <laughs> the way it's looking now, we're gonna get first of all, we're gonna get the, the Panthers are terrible. So they they're giving us the number one pick in the draft. The, Bear, the, the Bears are about to have the number one pick in the draft in consecutive years. That's gonna be that's about to be amazing. That's that's first. That's not and amazing then, with Justin Fields. And then the Bears are gonna have another top 10 pick. So now, what's y'all record going to be, man? What's y'all record going to be? With all that being said, Bears are probably win like about, last in the division to me. Bears are probably win about. It's not like last in the division to no, me. No, they're going to they're, they're gonna be better than Minnesota. <laughs> they're going to be better than Minnesota. And I could have swore it was, they was going to win the division from what I heard. According to who? Stop lying on this podcast. You might have to you might have to run those uh those tapes back. I have, to run the I have no problem. You can go back to last <laughs> Thursday when I said every real Bears fans know what this season is about. That was the plea. That was the plea. We talked about the, the, the initial statement before. What initial statement? That we that the Bears are gonna do something special in the division. Our whole argument was about Kirk Cousins being the best quarterback in that division. He is. Oh, no, is he? Who is he not? Is who, he? Who's better than him? In the I just watched Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. Against a Chiefs to... defense with no Chris Jones and no – I agree. Young I agree. Has nobody on I him. agree. I agree. <laughs> and they run the ball. And they run he the still, ball. Too. And he still outplayed. He still outplayed Kirk Cousins. I just watched Jordan Love outplay Kirk Cousins in week one. Against the divisional team, we're not counting that. Because like you said, the Bears are looking to be the number one pick again. So if you're the worst team in the league, you're losing the division. And you're the worst team in the division. Or how are you the number one team, number one pick? Left. We're the number one pick because we get the Panthers' number one pick. The Panthers, the Panthers are, are going to be the... Who, who's going to be worse? <laughs> who's worse than the Panthers in NFC? Arizona. They just won yesterday. Did they look like a team that's going to be winning this year? I know they just won yesterday. They look better than the Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers are going to be okay. They don't have a best receiver. Bryce's first game, like, let it play out. It'll be all right. Wait, I'm about to laugh. Who's their best the receiver? The Steelers actually look the worst team in the league. But Mike Tomlin always finds a way. We say this every yeah, we year. We trust Mike Tomlin. We trust Mike Tomlin. But from a week one overall, the Steelers are the worst team in the league right now. <laughs> they stink. Really. I mean, it's only one week. But, yeah. The, I mean, and then the Steelers played against a darn good team. I mean, I it's not like the Steelers played against. All the other teams are pretty much competitive. It was a lot of one-point victories, a lot of close games. Yeah. So I can't really say that them versus somebody. I mean, come on. Like, everybody else played competitive for the most part, except the Giants. But, you, you know, know I thought, honestly, I thought the Bears had the poorest performance of the weekend 
And then the Giants said, hold, I mean, then the Giants said, hold my beard. I don't know. The Steelers were pretty pathetic. No, dog. That 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 Sunday night performance was. Yeah, I mean, the, the Giants, yeah. but that, that was. But then again, they played a really good defense. Similar to similar to the Steelers. Mm. But Kenny Pickett got way more going on, quote unquote, supposedly weapons and himself and more hype than Daniel Jones, in my opinion. There you go. I mean, that's what it, that's what hype gets you. <laughs> that's what hype gets you. George Pickens is like, I can't got nobody can throw me the football. He might as well slide on down to Jacksonville with my dog Trevor Lawrence. On the way. That game yesterday was a great preview of that division for the next 10 years, in my opinion. I mean, Anthony Richardson. I think that's <clears throat> Anthony Richardson's gonna be okay. But let me point this out as well, because I want to make sure people understand this. Bryce Young is is we love Bryce Young, right? Um, who is Bryce Young's coach? And I just I really just want to point this out because I think it makes a difference. Coaching matters when it comes to quarterbacks. I'm talking about, and that's even if the quarterback is multi, is ultra, uber talented. Coaching matters. Trevor Lawrence, his coach, coaching matters. And Trevor Lawrence is phenomenal. But his development is aided by coaching. When you look at Tua and Mike McDaniels, coaching, coaching matters. When you look at Josh Allen and what happened when Brian Dable left and went to New York, coaching matters when it comes to development. You know what the saddest thing is? The saddest thing is a kid coming in being drafted by a defensive staff with a bad offensive coordinator. That staff getting fired. And another defensive staff comes in. And the offensive coordinator stinks again. <laughs> Who's developing the quarterback? Who? So you can sit up here and you can say, I don't see anything from Justin Fields. He has yet to have one competent offensive coach in his life in the NFL. He, he's had two defensive head, he's had two defensive-minded head coaches. Well, he had Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is a goof. So he had Matt Nagy. Let me, that's wrong. He had Matt Nagy which is a goof, and then he gets the defensive staff. <clears throat> As a new general general manager, when you hire that defensive staff, knowing that you need somebody to develop this quarterback, in my opinion, you just let that young quarterback know that you're not my guy, in my opinion. So I saw a question in the chat. If the Bears indeed end up with the number one pick, in the 2024 draft, you can mark this down. I'm saying it today. They will draft Caleb Williams. I'm saying it today. Because based upon what I saw yesterday, there is no way Ryan Poles can convince me he wants Justin Fields. Mm. No way. There's no way he can fill that offensive line in consecutive years and convince me he wants Justin Fields as his quarterback. No way. No way. And I understand you didn't draft him. 
he's not your guy, he's not the type of quarterback that you want, that's fine. But like Jay-Z said, I was just messing with them girls. I was going to get right back. You don't have to do them like that. You don't have to do that young man like that, man. You can put competent offensive line play. All right, man, who, what quarterback is under pressure 60% of the snaps in a game? That was an insane stat. That's an insane stat, bro. 60% of the snaps, this dude was under pressure. That's insane. I think Joe Burrow was right. I think Joe Burrow in Cleveland yesterday was somewhere around 49. Is that passes? 60% of his passes? 60% of his dropbacks. He was under pressure. I mean, that's... It doesn't sound off. Doesn't sound off. Man, that is... Bro, it's it's above the league average. But how do, you, how, league do you, average. how do you you how do you I don't know if that's a how do you equate that because some offenses are quick quicker than others, some quarterbacks are faster at getting the ball out than others. So how do you equate it to sixty percent? I don't understand that. Daniel Jones, I would say, like uh, ED3 said, was running for his life way more than anybody oh. I saw this weekend. Hey, so that's that, that was, I mean, you know, that is, was a guy that I was like, I mean, yeah, he didn't play great, but dang, like he was. But the Giants' <laughs> offensive line has been a problem the last two years, just like the Bears. This is <clears throat> how do you give a quarterback $40 million and you don't protect him? Speaking of the lack of protection, we can start right there with. How Notre Dame struggled early against North Carolina State. Your three keys were start fast. If I'm not mistaken, start fast, big plays, and also special uh, teams. Special teams. Special teams, and it was take, I think, takeaways or something. Yeah. Longest field goal in Notre Dame history, bro. And honestly, I was more impressed with the with the 56-yard that he missed because it was a bad snap, and the laces were to the left. That's why it hooked a little bit. But he had plenty of leg. Straight, he had plenty of leg on that 56. I was like, God, dog. Like, I've never seen – man. That's right. That, That's right. Okay. Knowing, knowing we have a place kicker that can go plus 50, that seemed like a playoff winner right there. Man. For sure. When we, especially when we need it. It's good we're getting it in early, testing it out early, you know, so we don't just break it out and uh, backfire on us. So he's gaining some confidence, nailing something. You can miss some early, but if you're making some, Fact. we got something. We got a chance. So we'll get to the grades and everything. But overall, your thoughts on – uh, the victory. And then I want to get to your dude. Look, let me tell you something. If you guys didn't follow Malik Sunday, Saturday night, he had the funniest Alabama, Texas tweets during that game. I was, dude, you had me in tears yes. watching that game. But your overall thoughts about Notre Dame and their victory against, I think I was close. I was close to the final score. 41-21, yeah. I, I, I had it, and then they, they, you know, Notre Dame said, let me sprinkle some more sauce mm-hmm. on top of this victory. And, I, you know, overall, I think we're right where we have always felt, especially myself, what we should be in terms of beating the teams we're supposed to, the way we're supposed to on the scoreboard. And North Carolina State, in my opinion, is no different than what we should do next week to Central Michigan and what we've done the past two weeks because we have finally been able to access the different parts of our offense that we couldn't before, which has been beneficial because now it's almost impossible to guard us defensively because we can do so many things. And we talked about 
specifically the overwhelming factor that we carry, especially late in the game. And I told you, they either they're going to have to prepare for that run game, they're going to give us our best shot. But by the time that late third and fourth quarter come, and we put that man, Aldrich Estime, in the game, because he's still sort of fresh, because everybody's been taking a chunk, taking a chunk, taking a chunk. But now you're tired. And Audrey Estime is only getting stronger as the game goes on. And then you sprinkle in a Jeremiah Love with Devin, uh, 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 Jabron Payne. And you can't sleep on that because that's going to wear on you in the late fourth quarter, which it did. Floodgates opened right up the middle because you're tired. Number 11 was tired of chasing. He had some good plays. Yo, number 11? Yeah, he, yeah. He was I was good. like, okay. But then, but then he realized. Can we, we put Tobias? Does the, Tobias need to go on the petty train for letting him get getting caught from behind? He wasn't used to catching and running. He's he still got Bambi legs. He's but hold he's on. Like, oh. Is that not? Is that not what I begged for with Tobias? I said big routes and in cutting routes. Get him on the run. Hit him mm-hmm. on the run. That's what I begged. And he looked good at number five. He looked like number four from Florida State. Tall out there striding it out. That's so all I asked for. Number four. Stop using him as a decoy, deep routes. Getting the rock. Give him some drags across the middle. Get him on the move. Let him catch the ball on the run. And once you started to see that, you started to see how well the oil machine and efficient the offense has become. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see a team that's di- two dimensional, three dimensional, you see the effect of it. It just, everything becomes open. And there is uh, is no limit to how you can adjust during the game and continue to attack defenses throughout the game. Even if they think they got a beat on a certain thing that you do, you make it hard because then you, there goes Sam dropping it over the top or there goes the heavy set. And then now you're trying to prepare for the stop to run because you've been working the down the field and holding states leaks out. Easy touchdowns because they get you in unwinnable positions because they're like, all right, we got a man down. Everybody pay attention to the run, run, commit, sell out to the run, and then hold state drops out. You can't beat that because now it's like we're making you force you into defenses that are make you vulnerable and then hit you with the setups that you know is coming, but you just can't you can't prepare for it because you have to stop what's, what's bleeding on you. So it it Finally, our offense is actualized to, you know, maybe what Jared Parker wanted and talked about in the very beginning of of the things that he can do um, that were untapped from the years before. But you also have a quarterback that can do some of the things. And it's not even throw the ball down the field. It's just the poise. It's the confidence. It's the efficiency and how he works. He's getting it to the guys in critical situations. You know, Sam hitting Tobias for a dig, he could have, a younger guy could have easily took the first thing coming. But you saw how Sam waited on it, knew where he wanted to go. Those are the little things of a guy that has thrown 12,000 yards, guy that has a lot of game experience added to a team that has so much wealth of talent. I mean, the points, you know, they lucky we didn't have 15, 16, 17-minute quarters because we really would have – we just we just would have kept scoring. It wouldn't have been a limit on that. And we broke them right about that end of the third, beginning of the fourth because then they couldn't – then they couldn't stop the run game. Now now we just – now we just on you. And defensively, we we held out long enough. I told you the most they could score is between 17 and 24 anyway. Anyway, they're middle-of-the-road team. So when they play in a team that's more talented than them, they can only give you so many points. They can only give you so many. They can't outscore us like we were able to put up 40-plus. They can't get to 40. The only way we was in danger is if our offense couldn't get past that 35 threshold. But these teams, like Central Michigan, can't give more than 17 offensively. They just don't have that much, that many points in them because our defense is stout enough and more talented. Now, the best thing about what we do offensively is now we can put the points to every week. You know, a lot of people talk about USC and the 
Now they make it look a little easier. But that's where the shootout comes for us. You know, defense got to play a hell of a game. We can't make mistakes, that whole thing. But from a standpoint of when Ohio State's coming to town, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble. Because you just can't beat us one way like you could before. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Couldn't be this one way. You got to have all 11 playing on all cylinders. We're firing out on all cylinders. We staying healthy. It's going to be a long day for Ohio State. This last tune-up game is a polished game. I will work my depth, get my depth ready. The game against Central Michigan is about getting the depth prepared. Hell, by the time we reach Ohio State, the twos and threes should have damn many as reps as the ones do. That's I. That's the most ideal, I would say, could make our team ready for Ohio State is that the twos and threes have almost as many reps on the field as the ones do because we putting it on Central Michigan early and often, and we're and we getting off and we getting off the field so we can get those guys some reps. If we can do that. Ohio State, I got I got us beating Ohio State by 17. Book it. Book it. Book it. Because then at that point, no team in the country, well, I wouldn't say that. We will be one of the few teams in the country that has had the the, the experience of, of our depth playing the amount of plays they played to wear on teams and not skip a beat when we rotate. So by the time we play these talented, just as talented teams, it's going to be tough for them because our twos got experience. Our twos is ready to go. Our threes even got some experience. So it's not a fall off when we do our rotations, which is what we're looking for. So I do think that it's going to um, – what we said before in terms of depth, war on North Carolina State, and that run game got better. And when the run game is solid throughout the game, Sam's just doing what he wants. He looked comfortable in the pocket from beginning to end. To me. And 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 for 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 it to get easier as the game goes on. You felt like Sam looked comfortable? I did because I, I really believe that, you know, if you wasn't, you don't get more comfortable if you're rattled in the in the beginning. I see what you're saying. We showed the ability that, yeah, you think you're hanging around, you gave us your best shot, which is expected, which mm-hmm. we talked about. We at their place, they healthy, they they inspired, they, oh, Sam ain't never this and that. This is still Sam Hartman. They gave us their best shot. But when that second half came and the end of this, it, damn, the end of the second quarter came, Sam showed, hey, I'm only getting stronger. Y'all gave us your best shot. I'm still here dicing you up, getting touchdowns, back-to-back drives, putting y'all in a deeper hole. Quarterbacks like Daniel Jones that's getting beat up in the first quarter doesn't get better by the fourth. They don't, you don't get more comfortable. So I do think for Sam to look as poised as he did after the – quote-unquote, rough start. This is the first game we didn't score on the first drive, wasn't it, or something like that? 
But think about that. We couldn't score in the first drive for eight games straight last year. <laughs> now we just like, dang, we didn't get it this time. But we've been getting it before. So that's just shows you just the change in just a year with the same offense, the team and unit and guys pretty much. And our potential is finally here. You know, is it the ceiling? Maybe, you know, if we had a Caleb Williams, it'd probably be even a Shador, you know, it'd probably be even crazier. But we're right in the in the pocket of it, especially this year. If anybody can win it, we can put our name in the hat. Cause this is about as even as it can be this year. I I think. Georgia, Georgia, Alabama's clearly beatable. Georgia's can be beatable versus the right team. Because Carson Beck is, who knows? Tennessee is beatable. Florida State, they haven't been good enough to not be beatable. They can get caught slipping. USC got a tough schedule. Colorado got a tough schedule. So we right in that pocket. Illinois got beat. Having you fighting the line, they got beat. That was a, I had that as a loss <laughs> on the road against Kansas. I had that as a loss. Yeah, especially Kansas, when yeah. I saw, especially when I saw Daniels was coming back. Yeah, LSU got beat. You know, so this is the year that it's like Notre Dame right before the playoffs. We can change college football and mess up the whole playoff bracket. We can mess the whole playoff system up before it even gets started if we can sneak in there and win this one right before it changes. Right before NIL gets it set in in its ways and things start getting solidified and switched up and Marcus Freeman can prove that he did it with the bare minimum. It's like that double-edged sword. It would change college football and mess the playoff system up. If we win this year specifically, right before it changes, because you're gonna have to give us respect. You can't give us the five spot. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta write something in there. That's great leverage for Pete uh Bravacqua. That's great leverage. Hold on now. You can't lock us in this fifth place spot. We just won the national championship, doing it our way. No NIL, crazy NIL deals. We done did it our way on recruiting. Y'all done snaked us out of a couple recruits. Because just imagine with Dante and Dylan Edwards. You kidding me? We probably would have been a clear favorites. If we had a Dante and a, I mean, we got Sam Hartman, we appreciate But, you know, a Dante and a Dylan Edwards. Marcus Freeman really would have had number one recruiting class. So, you know, it just shows you that we had the right place at the right time. Everything is pretty much coming together. It's just about being tested against the teams that are, quote unquote, the challenges that we'll have during the season. Because, yeah, as a, as being on a team, you don't want to look ahead, all that, don't overestimate but we're not on the team. So we can overestimate and tell you that we're going to be fine through these games we're supposed to win. Period. And we can prove that by the scoreboard, finally. Before it was like, yeah, we're more talented on paper, this and that. No, 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 now. We can be like, what do you mean? We're putting 50 on this team. We don't care if it's ACC. We don't care if it's... Uh, we paying this team to come. We're going to get our money's worth. We're going to whoop them up. Thank you, TSU, for coming. You know, HBCU showed us how to homecoming and all that. But we're going to whoop them up. No chances. You know, y'all came for the pictures and the experience, not the game. Because we didn't have to whoop you up. We're going to go to Ireland, whoop you up, Academy Schools, because we don't want you late in the season where you think you get momentum and we getting tired and injured. No, 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 no. Whoop them up. Oh, yo, we're going to play a traditional school, ACC. Y'all think y'all good? Nope, 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 nope. Whoop them up. 38 not good enough. We don't want to let y'all think y'all had a chance. Y'all like I was coming back. 
We're going to keep scoring. You know, before in the Brian Kelly era, we get up two touchdowns, we're going to chill. We're going to chill. We're going to try to run the clock out, hold on to the ball, you know, fall down before, you know, all that. Marcus Freeman's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. I'm putting a foot on the neck this year. Oh, we got a pick. Oh, we oh field position. Oh, we go score. Go score. Go score. Oh, we, oh, we up. How much? Oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. Finally. And the quarterback Sam Hartman's like, it's not enough. I need another touchdown. Yeah, I know that we got that last touchdown. Rinky ding easy. Little dump off. Easy play action. No, is anybody could spider two wide banana. Easy money. But we got to look again. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> We're going to copy that. Do it again. Get another touchdown. We ain't done. We ain't done. And that's the finishing aspect that we're building right now for Ohio State, for USC, that we ain't done. Oh, you got up. You got some more touchdowns in you. We so do we. We ain't ran out of touchdowns. We ain't running out. So if y'all want to keep fighting around, we will keep fighting. And that's the mentality we should have coming into the thick of the season and just showing the rest of college football that now you got to talk about us because we're putting up the points. Paul Feinbaum can't say, oh, they winning by the, the hair, they chinny chin chin. No, no, no. Because now you can't talk about Bama. You got to talk bad about Bama. We done, we done, we done told y'all. Y'all just reading them headlines and reading the hottest, youngest, Offensive coordinator, quote unquote, born on third base guy. You know, he's the next Sean McVay. Man, I, I'm telling you, he went out there and visited Sean McVay when they won that championship, and that must have rubbed off on him because ever since then, oh, he Sean McVay put a stamp of approval. Oh, he must be the next one. See, see, just because you signed to the label, don't mean you're gonna be the next star, right? You just you just repping the label. Once the, you know, media done got hype on that Sean McVay stamp. They say he must he, he must look just like him. Notre Dame done stamped of approval on legacy. You know, Coach Kelly, you know, give a dude a job now. He get his homeboy a job quick. All that hype, man. Nick Saban didn't do his homework. He was stuck on the lake worrying about recruiting these five stars and didn't read that fine print on Tommy. That that he didn't read that scout report, that last little comment from that one journalist that always kept it real the, on the Lucky Lefty podcast. That fine print from the journalist on the Lucky Lefty. Don't do it. Be careful with the warning warning label. Will not foster a QB culture in your QB room. Cannot develop talent. Should have sent him a picture of the QB room in 2018, 2019, and what it looked like. And should have sent it to the Alabama message board fan base across the nation. And be like, this is the room Tommy recruited during his time in Notre Dame. This is the room. Drew Pine, Brandon Clark, Ian Book. Who else is it? Uh, Ron Paulus Jr. That we should have sent that picture that QB room should. And, if, and put the side-by-side to the Alabama with the Jalen Hurts, the Tua's, the, the Mac Jones, the Bryce Young. We didn't put the side-by-side and be like, this is the room you want, Alabama? <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and, and Saban was like, no, that's okay. He's running the Alabama system. Don't do it. Would they tell the story about the frog and the scorpion? The frog said, I help you get across the river, scorpion, as a team. But the scorpion is the scorpion. And what you think that 
Scorpion did when the frog tried to bring him across. <laughs> now you now you both floating down the river. Don't look it over here. We done told you. Hell, Tommy probably done told you. He's like, look, man. I don't know if you heard about me and Phil Djokovic. <laughs> Jalen Milrose thing ain't gonna work out. <laughs> I got some other guys that I think that can run my system and all that, but I, I cannot call this game for this man. And Nick Saban said, This is my, you're gonna run my, and you're gonna play who I want in my. And ever since that conversation, they put up six points at half. But it's not Jalen Milrose's fault. When you're competing against everybody on the roster to play quarterback, it's going to be hard to focus on your job and be good at it, even though they know that you got things that you should be working on and getting those reps on. Because you're not a full-out product, you was catching balls for the last in the last bowl game. How that makes sense. You got Tommy Reese and his recruiting style and his play calling style. And then six months later, you give him a guy that was receiver catching bubble screens before the bowl game. The man was catching bubble screens before the bowl game, Sean. <laughs> and you going to give him Tommy Reese six months later? All them quarterbacks he done brought in and is down there and all that, and they lost. All of them lost. I think the last four quarter, his last four quarterbacks started in the NFL yesterday. <laughs> he got to read them headlines. Two of them threw for four hundred and sixty-six yards, five touchdowns. The other one unbeat. The greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. And he got to come after that terrible, embarrassing loss. It was embarrassing because it looked like they didn't have no answers. What happened to the Alabama receiver core being, I, ain't, I don't even know the receiver they got now. It looked like they don't got no receivers. They can't run the ball. They can't block. I know it's week one. But listen, if you know Tommy, it don't change overnight. Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> it is, we're talking about the eye of the storm. Um, <clears throat> some may say, or you might have heard, that the most peaceful place is at the actual eye of the storm. I think the peace that Sam Hartman had was because he walked in the stadium with the Avengers. See, it's totally different walking in that stadium with Joe Alt, Aldrich Estime, and the rest of the crew than what you had at Wake Forest. So we said, and we agreed that NC State would throw the kitchen sink, everything in the kitchen sink at Notre Dame early. And we knew they would come out playing with their hair on fire. We, we knew Notre Dame was just going to have to withstand all of that early on in the game and once things got to normal and there was just two teams playing football, Notre Dame was the better team. Decidedly the better team. Easily. Easily. And, and, and that's exactly what you saw happen. So you talk about him <clears throat> keeping his poise and not being rattled. It's because he knew, oh, I've, we're good. We're good. We're going to be fine. The running game will get 
We'll get the running game going. We'll take some shots, you know, and this is one of the most, and Marcus Freeman talked about it today in the press conference. This offense is relentless, left. It's just a relentless offense. And usually when you think about relentless offenses, you think about this Caleb Williams and all of his wide receivers, right? And just spread and, you know, tempo and everything. Notre Dame is just chopping wood relentless. We're just going to keep chopping wood. We'll come out this series, we'll throw to the running backs out the backfield. We'll come out the next series, and it's Aldrich. And then it's Jadarian. And then it's, it's George, uh, Jeremiah Love. Then we come out another series, and we're going to feature Holden Stace and get him the ball. Then we'll come out and we'll get to the wide receivers. You know, we'll get Tobias coming across on the uh, in route. It's just so much that they can hit you with. And it gives Jared Parker an opportunity to script plays for success. But if those plays don't work, this is what we can counter with off of what they did or, or what they're doing. And North Carolina State didn't have any answers to the counter. Right. They just didn't. They didn't. So the resiliency shown by this team and the attitude shown by this team, which you pointed out, uh, Marcus Freeman, put Marcus Freeman in consecutive weeks, called timeouts to save 50 seconds against Tennessee State and to save a minute and nine seconds against North Carolina State to give his offense a chance to score. And that's exactly what they did both times. Brian exactly. Kelly is Brian Kelly is running the ball on that first play, and if we pop one, then we'll try to score. In that position, Brian Kelly's mentality wasn't man. I'm giving my guys a shot. Well, I mean, a lot of that goes back to you having a quarterback, and what's so good about this is that Notre Dame finally has a quarterback where you can be like. I know we can score. I know we have the confidence that if you give us a minute, two minutes, 30 seconds, that we have the ability to go down the field and get a chance at, at getting some points. Mm-hmm. And, when, and, and it's not Marcus Freeman's fault that he hasn't done it before, but that was the, the, the coaching strategy was to get off the field if you were up or take it to half if you're close because you don't want to put the ball in harm's way because you don't trust your quarterback. And I think that's a that's a physical example of what it looks like because they're never going to say they don't trust it. But when you do things like that, you know that they don't believe in the guy they got under center. Good thing with Sam Hartman and his experience goes back to experience once again for college football at that position. They're like, he's seen all of it, done all of it. He can operate well enough. And we got the talent that we can call a deep shot, have a good chance. We can run and have a good chance. He can manage the clock well. So Marcus Freeman has an aid in that sense where, and it's good practice. It's great practice because we'll be in some tight games, you know, and even when we are in tight games, uh, having that practice of what we tried it in North Carolina State, we tried it at TSU, so we're prepared to have go-tos because, you know, football is a game of inches and we might need to pull off uh, a fire drill and score late in a, in a, in a USC or something in, in history, like you like to say. Got to go with history. If we've done it before, we'll do it again. Now, you know, I did see a couple of things in the chat as you were breaking things down. Um, someone talked about Tobias thinking too much. You can't his lack of production has zero to think zero to do in my opinion with him thinking. Because the kid, the reason I know he's not thinking too much, he has been absolutely incredible in the run game blocking. 
which means he's not allowing his lack of production to impact his play. The second thing is he's been running all deep routes. Like, how are you thinking too much? His problem was you have to let him be a receiver. Yeah. Let him be a receiver. And as we said last week, as we tried to point out, which is the reason I took the bet from the goofy that felt like Tobias was going to put up 70 and 1,000. Fans are so fickle, man. Let these players develop at their own pace. Yeah. If you go back to high school, Tobias Merriweather was nowhere near the dog that J- Jaden Greathouse was. Jaden Greathouse was a dog at the top level in Texas on the best team in Texas. It was no secret that Jaden Greathouse was going to come in and be a dog. And immediately, dude, Tobias did not do that on the high school level. No. No. And he's still a sophomore. Yeah. He's a sophomore. Like, but he, he, can, needs, but he, he can be needs. like a CD Lamb. Like, CD Lamb and I think Tobias have a lot of similar traits from how they run. And you know, I think Tobias may be a little taller, but CD Lamb his senior year was different than CB Lamb his sophomore year. You know, he got way more comfortable, way more involved. I see a similar thing happening with Tobias. I think, fortunately, we have – fortunately and unfortunately, we only have Sam for a year. So, uh, hopefully, there's not a, a, a cutback on things that we do necessarily with the next quarterback. But I think it's all about comfortability and experience. You think of a guy like Brock Purdy, who's played literally four years at Iowa State, said all the records have a ton of experience. It's not a surprise that he looks good under center at the 49ers. At regardless of how talented he is, the man got experience. So, no, it's not a surprise he looks comfortable. Obviously, he has a good coach that's putting him in good positions. And he's it's about poise. That's why Sam Hartman is so good. He's got experience and been playing hella games. So a 50-second two-minute drill is not any bigger than what it should be, whereas a 50-second, two-minute drill with Drew Pine, first-year starter that was a backup at the beginning of the year. I'm panicking if I'm a coach getting paid $7 million. Would you do that? Mm-hmm. You getting paid $7 million? You going to put a backup that wasn't supposed to be starting in a 50-second, two-minute drill to get up points that you're trying to score? And No, that's, that's terrifying. But I tried with a eight-year Dove commercial beat-sponsored quarterback that's supposed to do it, you know, with 12,000 yards under his belt, mm-hmm. with all these weapons available. Yeah, we're going to go for it. That's common sense. That's common sense. Now, where ego gets in the way <clears throat> is stuff like Alabama, where if you're going to bring Tommy in, you got to let him rock with who he's going to want to rock with. because Or it's not going to work. As an example, ego with you putting K Klubnik over DJ Unangale thinking it's a DJ and Trevor situation. Not going to work. Not going to work. Not how you want to. Because if you're doing it the right way, keep DJ in there because he got all the intangibles. You're going to figure it out. You may not be the, the same type of quarterback, but he's got those. I mean, look at Oregon State. They're whooping up on team. And he's in a good fit, too. They're going to have a good defense. He's he going to do what he his players part. You know, they got a good area with nobody paying attention to him. They're going to make it tough on some of these teams that we think in the Pac-12 are pretty good. Pac-12 is the most exciting conference. I can't wait for the next few weeks. Hey, uh, Oregon State got USC last year. Oregon, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got that Oregon State, USC, Colorado, USC. 
Colorado, Oregon, USC, Oregon. I mean, these games, yeah. Pac-12, exciting football this year. Washington and all the teams they got to play. So, but Notre Dame, we're in a great position where we just got to keep beating who's in front of us, and they're going to have to respect it. And now it's not going to be fun for everybody out there watching us put the points that we've been talking about we have in the tank. We've been telling people for years, I'm telling you, we can be a team that scored 40-plus. I'm telling you, we got the talent, we got the O-line, got the running back, got some receivers that can run. We can do it. But we can never show it. Now we're showing it, and teams got to eat it, and they don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like the Notre Dame. They're like, damn, Notre Dame. We can't, we can't talk big stuff about them now because they, they, they put 45 on you. 